and welcome back, all you believers, skeptics, and the undecided to Mindbend, where no subject is off-limits or unworthy of being answered. We are your hosts, Big E and G-Meister. So, for today's topic, it's about space, the final frontier. Now, I'll let you guys think for a second on who said this. It's not who you think it is, because it it's not any Star Trek geeks out here. It, it wasn't him. And time's up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who, who said it, Mr. Uh, Big E? Who, who said it? Gene Roddenberry. Yeah. Am, I, am I saying that right? Yeah, Roddenberry. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, for this episode, one of the most talked about questions around the globe are we truly alone? Today, we will try to answer that and find out. Uh, so we have uh, decades of scientists, astronomers. They've been trying to solve this question. And out of this question, we got two answers that we we figured out. The first one is, are we alone in the universe? And why? Right, that's the first question. And this, But there's a second part to this, as we said in the first episode, we try and explain both sides. Right. A, uh, a group of well-educated researchers and scientists that have spent countless years on this subject in NASA, otherwise known as the National Aerostatic and Space Association, which was founded by Dwight D. Eisenhower in 1958. He funded this, yeah, you said 58, mm -hmm. and it's government funded. It's not Eisenhower that fund, that's funding <laughs> all this stuff, uh, but they spend, I believe, around 22, it said $22 billion a year to try and further understand the universe and to answer the two questions, are we alone, and it, or if we aren't alone, is there life out there? Um, and NASA, they've discovered planets that could contain life outside our galaxy, as well as finding other interesting events in space. Yeah, going going back to that twenty-two billion dollars, like that—that's a lot of money just to you know advance our technology and like telescopes and all that, just to see these awesome pictures from the James Webb yeah. that we recently gotten back. But uh, here are some of the uh, most uh, recent discoveries, or not recent, but uh, discoveries that we have found from gal uh, galaxies are the sombrero, not 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 the hat sombrero. Oh, dude, I can go for some nachos. <laughs> oh, stop it! I'm, I'm, don't get me started. We're already <laughs> recording. I don't want to eat during our podcast. Um, this galaxy has an estimated one hundred billion stars like a, a hundred billion stars now that is a lot <laughs> not gonna lie that yeah. that is a lot that is a ton uh but there are other galaxies out there with a hundred billion stars like uh the whirlwind uh whirlpool galaxy mm -hmm. and not to mention that there are other stars with a trillion stars that that is monstrous. For instance, the Messer 81 galaxy and the Adronema galaxy that uh, we are destined to collide with in a few billion years. Uh, 
Yeah, I think you think we'll be alive by then. You know, uh, look, my body has an expiration date, but I, I don't think I don't want to. I mean, it, it would be spectacular to see it, but uh, I, I don't think it would be worth my time and my uh, body's. Uh, uh, what's the word? <laughs> it wouldn't look the same after a billion years. You know, I don't know. I think I think it can last out. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> now. Each of these stars could have multiple planets orbiting them. Yeah, and, and the big thing with this, as we mentioned before, we're trying to find life outside the galaxy, or just in our galaxy, and one of the big things with that is what makes a planet inhabitable... You know, folks, I can't talk. Let me try again. What makes <laughs> a planet inhabitable or sustainable? Um, I guess a big, big red flag would be Get away from your sun or your star, yeah. because it's going to be a, fern a literal hellscape or a furnace if you're even a few miles well, too close. What are you talking about? That's right now. We're, oh. we're in a tremendous heat wave. We're perfectly fine, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking like, I don't know, the, the rocks melting, oh. the, you know, no water, things like that. Oh, know? so what's going on today, right? Oh, you know, absolutely. <laughs> I was, I'm just going to go to the ocean, take a nice hot bath, and then just go home, you know? Yeah, get some uh, very red skin sun sunburn. That dude, yeah, I want that, dude, yeah. And it'll give me an excuse to get off work. You know? like, <laughs> please, I'm, I'm covered in red. I, I'm, think, I'm I think they make kind of cream to satisfy. By that kind of burn though, Eric. Uh, all right, let's see what here. Um, well, <laughs> obviously the Earth, if we all know by now, is ninety. What was it? Ninety-three something million miles yeah. away from our star. Um, the the closest um, star that uh, is compared to the Earth is uh, actually ten times bigger than the Earth. And is in the habitable zone is the Kepler 186f. Uh, one of five planets in the extrasolar system located not four, 490 light years to 557.7 light years from us. Now, I'm not an expert, or none of us would be an expert on knowing how far away that is truly, but. Uh, if you take every human being that has ever, you know, walked on this planet yeah. and took all their steps, we wouldn't even come close to that <laughs> because that's how far away it is. It's a lot of Buzz Lightyears, dude. It's <laughs> a lot of Buzz Lightyears. Yeah, I don't know. We're buzzing, all right. <laughs> uh, now, it is located 32.5 million light years from its own star. Now, a star has to be stable, yeah. of course. Not not near the end of its uh, not near end of its life cycle. Yeah. The planet should have a decent amount of mass to hold. Uh, low mass means less gravity, which means there it there won't it won't be good <laughs> to sustain our life support. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't know about you, but I like where I'm sitting instead of just jumping and floating off into space. That wouldn't be fun. Yeah, especially this app, uh, you know, H2O and having oxygen, you know, really, you know, I, I feel like keeping my uh, blood flowing with this oxygen we have. It, it, it tastes really, it, it tastes really good. Yeah, it'd be great, you know. 
Let's, let's see. Uh, what, else, what else are we going to go on about planets, uh, Big E? Let's uh, see. Well, obviously, it being the lovely planet that at least we're on, like the Earth, you got to be rotating on an axis, um, and you have to be near a parent star, of like, course. like the Earth to the Sun. Um, Classic. Of, of course, you know. <laughs> uh, now, the planet, if you don't know, we orbit a sun, and this gives us different seasons, so... It's it's kind of nice though with the seasons. Again, my personal favorite is of course you know, not not the wintry season, but nice fall. Oh, the nice fall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, a lot of people that I know really like fall. It's not too hot, not too cold. It's just right. Yeah, and as mentioned, the seasons that we have they can help evolve or further the life on the planet. Like for example, like in the winter time. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's hibernating, bears, yep. cats, me, you know, <laughs> in a closet somewhere with a bag of Cheetos. Oh, man, you must have an uh, infinite amount of Cheetos just to last the winter. You know, man. we don't we don't need to talk about that. You know, <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> now, one of the main ingredients for the planet is uh, it should have a molten core yeah. to give the planet. Now, the GM... Am I saying this right? Geothermal. I think geothermal. Uh, which spawns a magnetic field around the planet to protect itself from outside source issues. So, like, you know, all these, like, meteors that are, like, coming past yeah. us. And they instantly burned up. Yeah. But in case, like, a, a big humongous asteroid comes out, yeah, no, it's not going to burn that up, sadly. Oh, good old dinosaurs. <laughs> What happened to those dinosaurs? I don't. I don't recall an asteroid. Anymore. Dude, they're going on vacation somewhere, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're underground. Uh, I would love to join them on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> underground, you say? I, I did. You don't know, dude. The mole people. All the conspiracies about that one. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, this also helps recycle planetary resources, like the crust of the planet, and helps reshape a planet, so it doesn't look all like wiggly wally and we're not like a very you know different shape yeah. of a sphere basically yeah. so we maintain that perfect curvature yeah um, now, now a real important one would be the atmosphere mm-hmm. it, it helps you know keep the plants warm by trapping uh, the carbon dioxide oxygen other essential gases we have inside uh it also protects the plant's uh, I'd say plants. Oh, dear Lord. The, <laughs> the planet. Yeah, the plants. No, no, it protects the planet, folks, from radiation from the sun. Or it does a good job of at least getting rid of most of it, I would say. Um, it can also help spawn in northern lights, did you know, Mr. Aaron? Oh, no. Yes, I and, did know that. And as Graham has once said, electrons that reach... <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, you came up with that already. Yeah, dude, you know, I, I'm the NASA's physicist thing. Yeah, no. Uh, no. I failed college. No. <laughs> um, no. So what happens with this good old biggie is the electrons that reach the upper atmosphere, they then collide with nitrogen and oxygen molecules, making them jittery because... Who wouldn't be jittery with colliding with such power? You know, yes. so the, the magnitude of this. And, yes. and once they <laughs> once you know they become jittery, they have to then relax. You know, take some time off, which then causes these electrons to give off light, which mm-hmm. is where you get these abundant the abundance of light. It looks like it's swirling about. That's that's yeah. them just you know gets taking time off, dude. Yeah. No. Then you know the northern lights are. A spectacular view you know they always come in like a shade of green the yeah. light blue 
And usually you see them closer to the Arctic and those northern states, yeah. which I'm very jealous that we're not there uh, to see them. It'd be pretty, dude. Oh, yeah, no, it, it would be awesome to go stargazing around those parts, <laughs> but it would be really cold, so. Uh, I mean, I don't mind the cold, but I, I prefer not to freeze a little bit, you know. Uh, this is Ohio, man, come on now. Dude, oh, God, dude. We, right now, it's right. just heinous. <laughs> no, it's just Satan warming up some food out there. It's all right. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of, speaking of life and all that, life on planets, um... Now, again, we're not claiming anything. We're not going to say anything. Like, oh, we for sure know. At the current moment with what we have, we only know of life on our planet. Right. Um, again, lovely Earth, a big old blue pearl we have. Yep. Uh, and speaking of life and how we have only a known of it on Earth, uh, the microbes. They're the oldest current life that we know about. I believe scientists, they discovered it. I think, what was it, traces of it? Was yeah. it in rocks or was it on rocks? Uh, they found basically some of it, like, not mutated, but they were around it and they were able... Because you would find when you dig up rocks yeah. into them, usually you can break open them and you would see, like, hundreds and thousands of these, like, fossilites of these microbes in them. So, as we know, like, microbes have been uh, supposedly... Uh, found, well, existed 2.4 billion years ago. They evolved into Earth's first photosynthesizers. Yep. That's a big word right there, folks. Big old word. Get yes. a dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> Get your PhDs out, <laughs> folks. Uh, one of the most important groups for the future ecosystems these producers are what we now call plants, if you did not know that. Uh, you know, I don't know, dude. I don't know. <laughs> no, come on, Graham. You should know this uh, from high school, dude, elementary. I almost failed science class, so it's, it's kind, of, kind of a bad subject. Hey, hey. Uh, everyone <laughs> probably failed science class almost. Hey, you know that, what? That's, what online, that's what parents are for. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, Dad, what's a plant? <laughs> See that thing outside? Yeah. That. That, that is a right there. Yeah, that, that giant thing out there. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'll take yeah. your word for it. Uh, yeah, I'll believe you on that. I'm not <laughs> asking questions. <laughs> now, these uh, producers are... Uh, oh, wait. I already said that part. Uh, oh, two very well-known types of plants are trees and algae. Yeah. Now, algae being an aquatic plant and trees being land-based plants. Yeah. Basic. Yeah. They, they don't go anywhere. No, they're just, well... I'll they're just, just there. Yeah, they, they don't want to go anywhere. They're just, they're lazy Susans, my folks. Uh, <laughs> any, now, anyone named Susan, I'm not saying you're lazy. I'm saying the oh, plants right. are lazy. Oh my right. gosh, you just triggered. Uh, you oh just no, triggered. God. Dude, I'm going to get... Uh, canceled. I, I just got us canceled on the second gosh, episode. Gosh dang it, it's the second episode, oh, Graham. Goodness what are you doing? Gracious. Yeah, I don't know, dude. But did you know that plants, the photosynthesizers, they use water and the sun's energy? To release oxygen. Now, the oxygen that we get, it's it's very important for us. You know, we breathe it, we have it. And if we don't, you know, we don't use it, um, you, I don't think you're going to exist. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, everything needs oxygen. Yeah, and speaking of it, sorry, you, you were saying, Big Man? What? Oh, we got it. Uh, no, I'm good. My apologies for <laughs> in there. But the first signs of life that we at least know about, other than the, the lovely microbes... 
I believe it was around 800 million years ago. They sprouted mm-hmm. out. Um, Eric, do you know the, you know the cartoon SpongeBob? Oh my gosh, what a what, I know that guy. He, what if, what if I told you that our lovely SpongeBob was the first known life form other than microbes? Would you be surprised? Um, actually, I would. If if I, you taught me this, and I was you know as a young kid growing up, and I was trying to figure out the world, and you told me that, then yes, I would have believed it. And would you also know that that, that there was a cartoon called Spongebob Squarepants? I did. What if it was 800 million years ago that they they filmed it somehow? (laughs) (laughs) And he lived under, and he lived in the pineapple? Under the sea, yeah. Oh my gosh. How did, how did pineapples be, were existing? You know, we're not, we don't know. We're not going to get into that. That, That's secret information. Wow. It's like the Krabby Patty secret formula. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> but yeah, believe it or not, folks, um, sponges were the first life form that we can at least gather from 800 million years ago, um, and it is considered to be one of the oldest life forms. Now, now, Eric, can you tell me what a sponge is? Yes, uh, from other than our yellow uh, friend here, yeah. a uh, a sponge is a multiple layer of cells around the water filled. Uh, to support by a uh, hard uh, skeletal parts. Yeah. In theory, life eventually grew more and more complex, and it's spectacular that distant animals' groups came from these uh, ancient sponges. Thanks to hard skeletons of the sponges, they became the backbone of the ancient reefs, yeah. as uh, scientists call them. Now, scientists such as uh, this uh, this fine gentleman over here, uh, not here, but uh, yeah. discovered uh, Dr. Claus Rietrus. Uh, I think it's Rutzler, but Rutzler? I, 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 I believe he's German, but I, I could be, I could be wrong there. Okay. Uh, he, he and his uh, group of uh, fellow uh, co- co-workers? Yeah, I'd say co-workers. Yeah, we can call them that. Now, are further to understand the evolution of these thousands of uh sponge sponges now that's insane thousands of sponges yeah good lord (laughs) that's a lot of sponges man they have an army dude Uh, no kidding (laughs) they can just clean up all the dirty places we have using those sponges which which brings us to the topic of no no we we don't have a sponsor (laughs) no i can already hear people say no skip please oh Oh, (laughs) (laughs) no but it's, oh, I believe it is pronounced the. Okay, now, 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 hold on to your we, seats, we, folks. We had to, we did look this up earlier. <laughs> the Eddie Eddie Akron period. Some don't don't crucify me yet, folks. We'll 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 make sure Jeez, to get man. it correct. Yeah, dude, I, I, you never. The community is very very intense with this stuff. But the start date that they that they speculated was again they're they're. They're not a hundred percent sure. They're not a thousand, yeah, as he said, a hundred uh, to a thousand percent sure. But it's between, I think we found what five hundred eighty yeah. million to, they think five hundred forty million years ago was when it started. Just a long time ago, like very long time ago. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and and well, it happened a long time ago. This period of Earth's history, it wasn't in, it wasn't long in comparison to the other parts right. that would follow. 
Um, so the proliferation of other organisms in varying shapes of these seafloor creatures like, you know, fronds, ribbons, and you, you get, Eric, what if I told you that there was a creature that looked like a quilt? Oh my gosh. Wow, dude. Like, it's floating around like a napkin, you know. Uh, yeah, man. It's just living its life. Best, it's best life. It, now, uh, how long did it last, though? I, I couldn't find that part. Um, I believe it uh, it lasted until like 80 million years ago, they uh, assume. But uh, during that period when it uh, finally ended, the yeah. oxygen levels grew enough to sustain life, which caused a major shift in both the environmental and life uh, span. Yeah. Now, most of these ribbon-shaped creatures disappear. Okay. Uh, like, they just vanish. Wow. And uh, Dr. Douglas Irwin, a paleobiologist yeah. at the Smithsonian, is trying to figure that out, why most of these creatures just vanish. And I guess that's where we get to the real fun part. Mm. Where it, it looks like Picasso literally painted these creatures. Oh yeah. So we had what five hundred eighty million to like what five hundred million years ago is when right. they when they had it, and then we had the Great Cambrian explosion. Everyone should know this oh, one, folks. Folks at home listening, <laughs> I'm I'm not. I implore you, please look up these creatures. <laughs> they literally look like a kid drew them or scratched them down. Hey, you know that. When people uh, talk about kids' drawings not looking the best, you you, know, you never know because those could actually be a real animal in a distant hand. I mean, past. with what we found and what we looked into, I would not be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the creatures that were throughout this period, it, you had like shot uh, that 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 that. I can't <laughs> talk over here. Uh, they had shells and spines, and not spinal cords, but like spiky protrusions. Right. And they would use these to dig, burrow, and build more homes, like a, like a burrow, like a you know a mole. Like yeah. Um, Just under the water. Yeah. Now, uh, we have a list here of some creatures. You want to name off some of them, and I can go off some of them. Well, yeah, I I, I will. For instance, the trilobite, that's yeah. like a common name. Yeah. You know, the earliest of the uh, arthropod, I believe, yeah. currently known to man. They have shells that cover its entire body, uh, multiple appendages, and even antennas yeah. to help feel around for its uh, food, like bacteria and all that, because these creatures aren't massive and mostly most of their food was like small organisms the bacteria that they would eat yeah and um do you do you know an animal that yeah uh well the one i one of these pictures it was i think it's called okay now hold brace yourselves (laughs) they all the kids also name these things uh (laughs) anomarcaris i think um, and it was theorized to be a carnivore. Um, so it was between 90 to 200 centimeters. It had barbed appendages. And it, they used these to snatch up prey. And did you know that it means, I believe it's either strange shrimp or small shrimp. Oh, yeah. Now, if we do the calculations on that here, let's get out the good old computer. Ah. So between 90 centimeters to inches. So that's roughly... 
Oh dear lord, that's about 31 inches, so it, that's a baby, so we'll speculate. 200's yeah. what? Uh, three feet? Yeah. Four, somewhere, around, somewhere around there. So yeah. you're looking at a yardstick for a creature. That's pretty scary in terms of a shrimp. Oh yeah, definitely. Mostly uh, mostly all the animals at in the distant past were very large. Yeah. And that's where the oxygen levels rise and that's how mostly these animals became big. Yeah. Now, this next animal, uh, oh my gosh, how do I pronounce this thing? Uh, uh, the hall. Hal- I think it's it's based off hallucinogen, so I think okay. it's hallucinogenia, but I, I don't that, know. Don't that's quote. probably the closest you're um, going to get to calling that, well, yeah. you calling that. Yeah. Uh, now, it was discovered by Charles Doolittle Walcott. Uh, this odd creature was uh, between measured to be between 10 to 50 millimeters. Uh, it is an invertebrate, so it has no spine, so it can move, wiggle around freely yeah. without, you know, having to, you know, care for its back and then go to the doctor's office to be told, hey, you can't do this anymore. I, I hate pulling my back, dude. It's not fun. <laughs> I think everyone would agree with you on that one. Yeah. Now, what's also very interesting about this creature is it has 14 spikes on the top of its bodies now not i wouldn't assume these spikes would be very sharp but it would be like a good defense mechanism for any creature like small creature that would try to uh attack it yeah so it would feel that much of a pain but for us it would just feel like uh, i don't know like a touch yeah to us it also has like a uh, fourteen legs, like a centipede, yeah. as everyone's favorite bug. Uh, <laughs> uh, calm down now. It also has um four antennas for it, uh, possibly for feeling its surroundings, and it also, you know, to eat. Of course, you know everything has to eat. Of course, yes. And uh, now for its head. We, me and Graham looked at this uh, creature and it, yeah. Okay, uh, so we're going to pull up a picture of this and it describe, it do, we can't do it justice. Uh, look, look this thing up, but go ahead. So, so describe, describe to, you, to me what, the, what this picture that I have. I mean, it looks like an eraser, <laughs> like an elongated eraser, but it, you know, with uh, what the picture we're looking at, of course, it's yellow, so it's yes. a, a yellow eraser. But uh, what what do you think it could look like? I you want me to? I'm on, okay. I'm gonna take a. I'm going a little. <laughs> it, it, you remember the cheese whiz where you would? Oh it yes. It literally looks like a thing of cheese whiz. Oh yes. Oh, dude, back to. Uh, yeah. I could eat that stuff out of a can. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but no, it, and it now. Again, we're not going to say it's full yellow. We don't know, but that's right. what the picture we're looking at because it could be a different color. But it, yeah. again, p- people, look this stuff up. It is ridiculous. And they're not even kidding. This is exactly what it looks like. There's a fossil of this thing, I think. Okay, look it up. Just type in uh, yeah, that, that word. <laughs> yeah, that word, whatever it is. And you'll find like a picture of a little rock in it. They're not kidding. It looks like that. Yeah. Um, now and and it's, it's, were there any other creatures that you could think of? I mean, I well, there there's the I think it's the morella. It, all right, I'm gonna try and pronounce this. The morella. It looks like a spaceship from Babylon. Okay, it was quoted from right. Babylon Five. From it's not it's not Star Trek, but 
it's this weird looking TV show. Yeah, it's it's a weird. It's I think it was a. It's not a spinoff, but it's a different type of TV show. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean Babylon Five is definitely a classic ship that everyone loves. The. I said yeah. Well, oh, that's that's a, I think that's a television. That's the name of the television oh, show. Oh. Yeah, I think, but um. Don't quote us on that. <laughs> yeah, don't don't just don't 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 sue us, Babylon. <laughs> um. It, it it's it's kind of a long looking creature. It has multiple tentacles, at least from what we could gather on the front of its head. Um, it has these wide, like very long, very tall, but very thin looking fins on the top and the bottom of it. Special guest appearance. Yeah, yeah, special first. guest here, folks. <laughs> um, so it, and it has a longer looking feel, like a feeler thingy in the front of it. Um, now, any other creatures you can, because I think I mean, we have two or three more here. I mean, there, there's like, you know, thousands of creatures that we still can't, uh, you know, yeah. ad- identify or we somewhat have evidence, but we can't really put the pieces together because these things have been extinct or eradicated for, you know, 500 million years or yeah. mo- less. Absolutely. But, uh... While there are many more exotic species we could name, the most in, uh, interesting and intriguing species is the primate, uh, primate animal. Yeah, the good old-fashioned Homo sapien. Um, we even well, not okay. We <laughs> you, good old Graham and good old Biggie <laughs> have been studying this thing now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're diehard looking up answers like, what is yeah, this? We got a PhD. No. <laughs> um, we we looked into it a lot. I'm pretty sure everyone has. It, it's the most, at least for our species, it's the most closely studied animal or creature of mm-hmm. the, at least the ancient times, dinosaur times, or whatever we're going to go with. Right. Um, and for years, years, scientists, researchers, all of them, they've been dying to figure out what are we closest to within at least again our known species our known planet what are we most like yeah and again the issue is as i'm sure a lot of the science community understands they're finding things on the daily it's it's just rapid fire they're finding bones teeth you name it skulls they they get up they they just it's just there it's it's, it pops up and now i don't do you know where they came from? At least where they found some of this stuff. Because I that it was a little difficult to narrow down. Yeah, like mostly what was, you know, recently discovered in Ethiopia yeah. is the, uh, now I might be butchering this, but the Australopithecus. I think it's Australopithecus, but yeah, that, I don't, I think that's it. I we don't, neither of us kind of know how to get that. You know, English is not my first language. <laughs> it is mine, and uh, it's my own. Right. I failed Rosetta Stone three times. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you, were, you were saying though, before I really so, interrupted you. Yeah, th- this one is the most uh, impactful finds. It changes the pathway for the primate family tree. Yeah. Now, the oldest known primate was theorized to be 65.9 million years ago, around that time. With some change, yeah. Uh, you know, the dinosaurs, of course, went on vacation some 66 million oh, years. Oh, it's a permanent vacation. Yeah, permanent. We don't know where they went. 
Yeah, no, they just got sick of this, you know, top player zone and decided to burrow in the center of the earth. The mole people. Yeah, Dwayne, Ro- Dwayne the Rock will find him eventually. Dude, yeah, the Rock. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Come on, Rock, you can do it. <laughs> now, our ancestor, our, our ancient ancestors, uh, Homo erectus, uh, were walked, uh, were the walked up, uh, right creatures around two million years ago. Give or take, yeah, with, again, some change, but we, we don't know fully. Yeah, uh, they were the first to have bodies that were similar to us. Yeah, uh, proposal to ours, like with uh, smaller arms yeah. and longer legs. Yeah. Now they were the first to migrate out of Africa and yeah. possibly the first to uh, cook food. Oh, I could. You know what? Yeah, yeah food. Oh god. Remind me of some bread. I can go for some nachos right now. Oh jeez. Here we you, go again. But you are correct. Um. The, no, it as again we can't say for certain, but we have to be careful how to word it. Yeah, they found evidence again. If I, I know this is hard to believe, but it's evidence that Homo erectus was cooking roughly what a million years ago. To, they again a million. To, I think it was five hundred thousand years ago. Yeah, but they found something within the Wanderwork cave. Uh, oh yes, let me try and pull something up like that. They found ash. That was discovered within the cave, and they think it was traces of, I don't know if it was bones or whatnot, but they found the traces of ash to be roughly a million years old. Granted, I don't know how they can date the ash, not, you know, right. take out, like, for dinner, but they, <laughs> they, they somehow said, this is a million years old. Oh, oh radio, sweet, you hear that, folks? Um, they dated by radioactivity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're quoting you yeah, down there. Get sued now, <laughs> but um, no, and they also found Eric. Did you know that the lovely scientific community found that there were traces of burnt bone fragments in there? Oh, really? Which, which... really? Oh. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, I can actually, you know, they can find that stuff on the ground. And they find a lot of stuff on the ground. Yeah. Don't go in my backyard. <laughs> what's it? What's in there? Don't tell him. What is that? He's gonna kick me out. Oh gosh! No, but they did find the burnt bone fragments also in the cave, which could again that could support the fact that they were cooking meat. Oh yeah. They, they could get plant. Not only were they eating plants, which they're probably everywhere, but they were also hunting at that point. So that mm. that can bring up a lot of interesting things. Yeah. But. Uh, again, uh, now the cave, I don't know quite where it is. I did find the articles to support all this, but again, if you want to find it, uh, folks out there that, that are listening, it's the Wander Work Cave. Like Wonder Woman, but Wander Work <laughs> Cave. Now, I would say it would be interesting to, that they would find, you know, animals, uh, remaining animal yeah. DNA in, you know, these uh, Homo sapiens bodies. Yeah. To help us uh, identify, you know, what creatures did exist that we couldn't find today with their remains. Absolutely. And it can help at least us figure out what they were eating at the time or discover new creatures. Because oh, yeah. you don't know. Think, if you don't know out there, things go extinct every single day. Yeah. We could find stuff. It's kind of cool how that works. Yeah. I, I believe I saw a, uh, I watched a video that talked about a uh, scientist that basically... I, I forget his name, but I, I think it was, um, her, uh, he, I don't think he's, 
I think he's a Japanese American or yeah. Hiroshi. I think it was. Yeah. I, I I might be mispronouncing. I'm gonna have to look that name up again. But he basically said like to that uh, to the effect of like 99% of all living beings that have lived on this earth have been wiped out. Oh, and uh, and only like one percent. And you know we're like the one percent that's left. Yeah. And you think about like that 99% and think like, man, what else could be possibly out there? <laughs> And, else is hidden in the cave, dude. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, uh, take all those ki- uh, kindergarten drawings and actually like look at it and yeah. say that could be an animal, even though it does not look like an animal. It could be an animal. Absolutely. But um, other than that, you know, not none of these uh, things could have been possible without you know evolution, of yeah. course, which is where the great, well quote-unquote great Charles Darwin yeah. came up with uh, his uh, possibility of well, theory on evolution yeah. now while there while this theory is a uh, revolutionary there are a lot of parts to it so in the next episode we will take a deep dive into these wild possibilities that it presents that it presents, of course. I sound like a robot there. Like, yo, you're good. Uh, so, other than that, you know, come back next Sunday because uh, usually next Sun we usually record around next Sunday, yeah. of course, and that's like our free time because you know we have this thing called like jobs, jobs, which is yeah, great. oh, so great, yeah, wow. so quite great. Let's not put an asterisk by it or anything. I love my job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah making that pennies on the dollar, man. <laughs> Paying off those taxes. and uh, Yeah. But uh, other than that, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we did take your suggestions to, from the people that we know yeah. that tuned in and gave us very hem- uh, like hinful stuff mm-hmm. and made us much more fluent and much more aware of what we're attempting to put down i guess is what we're and we're not like reading off from a script that we are definitely definitely not doing right uh, now it it totally didn't take us you know six something hours to write no no we we're trying folks we'll get there (laughs) it's all in our brain right now We, we just took all the information and we threw it on a paper and said there it is yeah that's it that's what we think even though it might not be right or wrong no, and again, don't take what we say with full certainty. It's again, it's science. It's it's not proven until it's completely fully proven. Right. And, and do your own research too. Take what we have. Yeah. Go upon it. Heck, put it in the comments down below. <sighs> And our lovely, lovely YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. And also leave a like and a yeah, <laughs> subscribe. Put a subscribe down below. <laughs> no, we're, we're not that type of people. No. You, did you know that, you know, back when YouTube started, like people, it was like, I wouldn't call it a sin, but it was like people would, in the comments section back then, would say it would be like a, like a, you're like greedy and all that for wanting likes and subscribers and yeah. all that. But nowadays it's like people just use it and abuse it, of course. Yeah. And again, we're just, we're, we're there's two bros just yeah. researching, throwing stuff out there. Just having it. fun. Yeah. Again, if yeah, you want to give it a like, go right ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you give it a dislike, we can't see how yeah, many yeah, dislikes yeah. anymore with that thing they did on YouTube. Uh, what thing? <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I, my 
that is uh, classified. Yeah. <laughs> we, we truly won't know. Yeah. But uh, other than that, thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, and remember, it's just another day floating around in the universe.